0: There and welcome to another edition of the 1% Better podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue.
1: All right, people, welcome back to another episode of the 1% Better podcast. So, before I get into the introduction for today's show, just wanted to take a minute or so to give my own response to the last couple of days since I launched. The first proper episodes on Friday. The response has been extremely positive. So much interest, and quite amazed to be honest by it. People that I haven't talked to or connected with in years have been in touch. So that was really nice. And just in general, overall, it has been extremely positive and has made all the effort I put into it certainly worthwhile. And again, trying to remind everybody else that's listening it's actually for your benefit as as well as mine so i hope you know i hope you genuinely are getting something out of the shows and we'll continue to do so as i continue to to trickle them out over the next number of weeks and uh, it's really heartwarming and cool to see some of the statistics of listeners from all over the the globe which is a bit uh, is kind of is mental really it is a team of 1% better and i guess that's something that can resonate no matter where you are. So, certainly has made me 1% better over the last few days. Feel great about what, what has been done. Obviously, adds maybe a little pressure to it, but hopefully manage that. But yeah, overall, brilliant. Thank you. Keep listening. Okay, so on to this episode. I interviewed Oliver or Ollie, Kerwin on Friday. So, he is part owner uh, of Elite Event Management, based out of their offices, which we talk about uh, in uh, Killarney. So, Ollie talks about. The last number of years running Elite Events Management, which has the Quest Adventure Races connected tightly to it. He talks about how it started out when him and his wife were, unfortunately, like a lot of people, made redundant in 2008 or 2008, as Ollie calls it. They moved back to Killarney, spent some of the redundancy money on a bike and a surfboard, and started to embrace the outdoors and saw a potential opportunity in that. So we go into details around that, how the events exploded over the last number of years to this year where they reckon they'll have over 9,000 entries across their events in Ireland and overall 30,000 that link to the overall elite events management company uh, outside of Ireland and including Ireland. So it's getting bigger and broader every year. This year, they have some races in the UK for the first time. We talk about the plans there, exciting news with the the Browning brothers that Ollie talks about. So we talk about Ollie's backstory, his year on a farm in the US, being a cowboy. Talk about quantity surveying, project management, and all of this leading towards The setting up and the establishment of elite event management. Towards the end of the show, we get into the usual rapid-fire questions, and we cover off a lot of interesting topics there that touches on work-life balance, sleep, habits, decision-making process, a practice called chai chung, I believe, sorry if I got that pronunciation wrong, and a load of other topics that you will definitely enjoy and get something out of The Killarney Adventure Race is on on Saturday the 18th, the day after St. Patrick's Day. So I really wanted to get this episode out in advance of that for folks that are taking part in it to maybe listen to in, in the build-up and, and learn a bit more about Ollie if you didn't already know. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be taking part myself this time, even though I've been there a couple of times before. Uh, my lower vertebrae at the moment uh, says no. So hopefully, thanks to a contact Ollie shared during the interview, I may be able to get back soon enough, but we'll see. So one other thing I'd say, these events are so positive, uplifting, enjoyable, certainly difficult. But the spirit and the camaraderie that is very apparent during the events is something to be really enjoyed. So anyone taking part in the event this weekend, please enjoy that. So look, that's it. I've probably rambled on as always a little bit too long here. I'm going to hand you over to the chat between myself and Ollie. Please enjoy. If you like it, like the episode on Facebook, share it with your friends, have a great time at the event and I hope to have you back for some other episodes of the One Percent Better podcast in the future. Thank you and enjoy. Hi there, folks! Welcome to another edition of the One Percent Better podcast. And in today's episode, I am with Ali uh, or Oliver Kerwin of Elite event management fame so ollie welcome thank you for taking the time do you want to just maybe give a quick introduction and a high level overview of uh, your company and and what you're all about
0: yeah no problem rob listen thanks for um, having me on the podcast uh, yeah no looking forward to our, our chat so to yes. speak um yeah i suppose um elite event management uh, is a specific sports mass participation sports management company it's probably one of the maybe only two companies in ireland that specifically do um mass participation and sports management <clears throat> so we're based here in clarene uh, county kerry our offices are just across the road there mm-hmm. and um uh, in a converted couchette and um, so we a started... very nice converted couchette I, I had coffee in there this morning and yeah. it's kind of salubrious <laughs> yeah. the
1: nicest converted couchette i've ever been in so, so
0: thanks all, thanks <laughs> Um so yeah, so we started started off with this business about um I'd say maybe six, seven years ago. Right. Um and we kinda of did it part time and in the last couple of years we kinda of went went more full time into it. Mm. Um so back in two thousand and eight, um or as we call it two thousand and eight <laughs> it was uh yeah, pretty much the, the middle of the recession kicked off. So um, I lost my job. working in Dublin. I'm actually from Dublin. My wife's from Clonmany. Mm-hmm. She lost her job as well. So we're like, right, what we do? We're down mm-hmm. here every couple of weekends, and we went right. Let's move back down to Clarny, cool. So um, yeah, we moved back down, and um, with redundancy money I got, I bought a surfboard and a bike. And um, good use of that. Good use of that. Definitely. Yeah. Well, for the first year when there wasn't much knocking around, I was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah been able to do it. So then we started um, taking part in 10ks and half marathons and triathlons and event races. I realised that there was nothing like this in Killarney. And Killarney is such a great spot really for, for that. It has all the natural um, resources that are required with regards to the mountains and lakes and the reeks and the whole lot. Yeah. And uh, we said, right, look, we'll, we'll, we'll try to organise a few races in Killarney. So myself and my business partner, Katrina, um, we started off and we organised the first race, which was Run Killarney. Okay. Uh, back in 2010, 2011 I think. And, um, yeah, it's a race from Moll's Gap all the way back into, into, into Clarny. Into a, run. a run. A yeah, run, yeah, 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 literally a road race. And um, that was finally we have able to cheer uh, 400 people take part in that. Mm-hmm. And that's grown now to um, run Clarny. Now we have a half marathon on 10k. That's six years on the trot now. And right. it's like two and a half, three thousand people take part in that every year. Mm-hmm. So that started us off. And then we looked and it. right, okay, this is, we like what we're doing. Um, listen, let's see if we could do an event race. So two thousand. 11 then or 2012 I think we did our first of course called the Clarny Adventure Race and um, yeah we started off with that and um, what was there it was about 600, 600 people take part in that in the first year yeah. um, in Clarny and so that has grown arms and legs that was the one that was on in October and uh, that's grown arms and legs now to be the, the biggest adventure race in the world I was about to ask yeah, because yeah. I've, yeah. I've heard that thrown out you know yeah. but it,
1: it is it's a fact right so yeah. it's
0: yeah. amazing because it's, it? yeah. it, it's in Ireland Adventure racing is big mm-hmm. in terms of uh, there's loads of different venture races, but in the UK, in mainland Europe, and America, it's not big at all. Right? There's no um, one-day doable, so to say, adventure race. Whereas there's no navigation; you can use your own bike, you don't yeah. a mountain bike. And um, yeah, it's huge and huge in Ireland. So, any any reason do you think that it hasn't
1: the same? Uh, you know. I suppose, <laughs> like, you'd imagine the UK would have similar environments to do it and the US obviously but it just hasn't taken off
0: or yeah it, it's kind of there's a lot of say 24 hour races 2-3 day expedition multi day type ones yeah. multi days yeah. where you need to do all the navigation yourself you need a mountain bike you need to be able to do some rope work you need to be, be doing kayaking yeah. with regards to you could be in the glide for a half a day yeah, <laughs> kind yeah, of yeah. thing or more um, so like that puts people off um, and for an event to be commercially viable, you need numbers. You need yeah, yeah, a lot of people yeah, yeah. doing it. So you gonna kind of strip it back if you make it as easy and as, as attainable as possible for as many people as possible. Then it becomes commercially viable. Right. And um, I think I, I think that's it. Is like we took the step with regards to trying making these events commercially viable. And um, yeah, and I suppose we started off with five hundred people, and now with our events in the UK and stuff this year, we have nine thousand people taking part in our wow. events this year. And overall, in our these events, there's about thirty thousand people take part in our events this year alone. Okay. So it's um, yeah, we have a busy, busy year ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. Know, so that's
1: what you do in a in a kind of nutshell, really. But we will really yeah. get more into that, like it's yeah. uh, you know, as a participant. Uh, I think it's it's you know fascinating how it's grown. So memory lane, kind of starting off, just going back a little bit, just to get a bit more background about you and your story. uh yeah. Growing up was. Exercise, fitness, multi-day or full-day adventure races, what was on your radar <laughs> at the no, early days? No, no,
0: like, like, I suppose starting off, like so I was from Dublin originally, yeah. but uh, a place called garston it's in North County Dublin, so we're out in the country, so we were always on our bikes and always around, but it was... There's it was a beach a, there as well, isn't there? Uh, no, that's, that's Garston, and Cork. Oh, right. Yeah, because a place of Cork. Obviously, right. I'm uh, from Longford, so I don't know that <laughs> that yet, like, so... Um, no, it's Rufnock and Elizabeth, so, literally... Our skate football and soccer, and right. uh, Anthony, you can be at in school really, okay. and that was it. And a bit of athletics here or there. And um, it wasn't until um, obviously, actually stopped playing football that we actually started getting into running and cycling yeah. and all that kind of stuff, you know. And um, so, it was a fitness space there. So, like, in terms of us, so the company's called Elite Management, but we're not elite athletes, you know, yeah. we're, we're just hopes, you know, we're okay. like. Ninety five percent of our participants are like us mm. in terms of you know they love the outdoors, they love getting out there, um, and they just love, love giving it a try and having a challenge and mm. uh, and stuff like that. So we're not like you know th- the name of the company probably <laughs> is is uh, yeah we're not lead athletes so and we never claim to be yeah, yeah, you know yeah. we never claim to be um, you know the, the best event racers in Ireland or anything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that at all. We're just, just like most people just. Going there, giving it giving a, giving a, a good shot. Right. It, you know? So
1: what was your kind of goals when you were growing up? What were you interested in doing? Was there down the road a business you plan or anything specific?
0: Um, no, well, I suppose I I started off, I when I finished school... Um, I went to America for a year. I went to my uncle's farm in Kentucky okay. and uh, worked on a ranch basically for, for, for cowboy for their... type stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we did. Well, there was some elements were cowboy stuff. Uh, yeah, we used to. Well, a couple of times now, we'd um, we'd have to herd up cattle, and you get on a horse, and you'd literally herd up cattle, and um, I'd sometimes be in the jeep <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're on a horse. No, but there's stuff you'd do like you'd have to go castrate bulls and stuff like that Lovely. and uh, you have to <laughs> ride right off into the, into the in, with, uh, most of the time most in the jeep and leather and horses to be honest with you I'm, mm. I'm not going to kid you right. um, but I was up there for a year and then I went to college um, then afterwards in Limerick in LIT right. and uh, I was studying quantity surveying, mm. so I was a quantity surveyor by trade so um, after that then um, after Limerick then went to um well back up to Dublin, uh, full time job in Dublin. as uh, country severe in the in the boom, right, so to speak. Right. So there was uh, loads and loads of plenty of work up there at mm. that stage, you know. And then I did a masters in uh, project management okay. uh, in UL, so that kind of helped. And you know, the way I look at it with regards to any kind of profession is that in college or a masters or whatever, like, it's important that you learn a, a set of core skills that are applicable across any industry, you know. Yeah. And I think I think as a one-severe, whether it be the professionalism of it or stuff like that, it kinda sets you up across the um either you can apply yourself across to any any industry. Yeah. And that's what happened then, you know, um construction uh so to say uh crash happened in two thousand eight hmm. and literally everybody lost their jobs. There was literally yeah. nobody left. Yeah. And uh all my friends, colleagues, everybody was just literally wasn't a wasn't any work whatsoever mm. so a lot of people went abroad a lot of people went to the middle east australia mm. all that kind of stuff we said no we'd stick it out we were at 27 or 28 yeah and um, 38 29 at the time and um, we said we'd uh so i it a go down here and then i started um, lecturing in lit okay and um, i got to pick up a few days a week lecturing in, in, in Limerick and oh, yeah, in, in what area oh, of? in kind of quality health and safety right. construction economics business management that kind of stuff. Right. And um, I, I'm actually on sabbatical from my college at the moment. Uh, I think I'm a couple of years off that. Okay. actually quite busy at the yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 So, um, yeah, so that kind of kept me going there for the last couple of years. And then what happened was that the event started getting so busy, I just couldn't do it. Uh, some trainers just couldn't do it on their own. Yeah. And he um, said, no, listen, I won't be working out of my, my, my spare room anymore. So we set up the office across the road um, and now we have five, Six people working full time and fully fully functional. Uh, Proper proper business. business.
1: (laughs) Uh, Just interesting. So Mm. my background part of it is project management as well. Okay, PMP and I'm part of the PMI Ireland. And yeah, so
0: but I would have been. I I don't think I have renewed my. my Ah, I have to get you back because I actually run
1: events for the PMI outside of Dublin. um, Okay, and and, uh, I believe that project management, the skills that I've learned from Mm. that are highly transferable to Mm. so many different things like putting together this podcast when I set myself a deadline of a goal, a date to to do it. I, by Jesus, had to try and get there holding myself accountable. From from your experience, you mentioned quantity surveying, but from a project management point of view, is there tools or techniques that you've learned and that you've applied in setting
0: this business up that jump into mind? It's probably more the, say, professional... Ethics and literally learning how to work. Right. You know, um, in terms of learning how to do reports. Right. Learning budgeting. You know, budget reporting, financial management, stuff like that. Mm. That that is vitally important, and it's kind of the real stuff they don't teach in college, and yeah. um, that you learn from work experience and, and with project management tools, sort of like you know your MS MS Project and all that kind of stuff. Don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't talk about work. But yeah, all, all that kind of stuff is it, helpful and useful. But I think it's more the from what I got from from work and from project management was working with a team yeah. delivering projects uh, knowing how to produce reports, financial management all that kind of stuff mm. um, budgeting all those bits and pieces that are really important for any business that you can apply across mm. um, and that's what I'd say and I, I kind of advise anybody that you know is coming out of college to, to get a professional grounding in something you know whether it's you're an accountant, or you're whatever. Like the, the stuff you learn in the first couple of years about, you know, how to write a letter, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. How to how to to, to manage and how to work in a team and work with people. That's uh, yeah, it's really really important. Yeah, thing. and I think again,
1: project management. I don't want to make it all about project management, yeah. but there has to be some takeaways that people can take. But the huge part of that is common sense. I think right and yeah. relationship building. Uh, you know, influencing. I'm sure you're you know, nobody talking to you for the last half hour or so. A lot of you know a lot of that comes out that you'd probably be well able to to talk to customers and get them on board. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of influencing that would, would they be kind of skills that you would say are very strong? Or?
0: Yeah, I like think working with like in college and teaching with lads, and we do a communications uh, module, mm-hmm. and you know, like I was just going kind of to nobody works in their own lads. You know, you're going to have to be able to communicate and talk and work with people. Yeah. and um, and that's the thing. And with us, with our events, we ask a lot of people to do a lot of stuff for us. Mm. That's over and beyond what they do. You know, for <clears throat> so say, one of our suppliers, you might ring them at 11 o'clock at night and say, listen, we need an extra generator down the finish line and he'd come down and do it. And if, yeah, and if, yeah, yeah. And if, if we didn't have a good working relationship with, with those type of people, yeah. it wouldn't work. So it's... uh, But as our events have expanded and we more events, we're dealing with more and more people and more and more relationships to manage. Mm. Um, whether it be committees or whether it be groups or whether it be sponsors... So, you know, the key thing with, I suppose, any, uh, with events anyway, is just managing those relationships and communicating and being able to, you know, ask people to, when you ask them to do something over and beyond what they want to do, that they'll go, yeah, no bother, but if I wasn't there, if I didn't have a good relationship to them, they probably wouldn't answer the phone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, (laughs) absolutely,
1: is key. Cool, so that was interesting just to dig a little bit about the project management stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's get back to... 2008-2009 2008-2009 when you set up the, yeah. the company or started the idea I guess after the redundancies and stuff where were you where was your head at like what was the, the kind of mental space was there despair did it kind of force you to say alright I'm going to get up off my ass and do stuff here or what was it what was um, going through you then I,
0: I, I, I probably no there wasn't Okay. shit um, was, was it a just, kind of a
1: blessing in disguise yeah it could have been like yeah. I was
0: like we used to come down to every weekend anyway and um and Sheila wasn't happy up in Dublin either you know so it was uh, yeah we served our time in Dublin so to speak I mean Sheila wanted to come home and stuff so yeah it wasn't in the world we knew we, we knew we'd go at something like you know we've always we've always worked I've always tried my hand at something tried my hand at anything really you know yeah. and as I said I think you just have to be um, adaptable and change, be able to change and um yeah we no, are okay, fine you know and I wasn't it wasn't as if you know, I lost my job and I was depressed, and I used exercising sports to get me It was, it was, okay. it was, it was grand. <laughs> Damn, I wanted a big juicy story there. About, yeah, yeah, exactly. come on. No, no, it was, yeah, that's yeah. what's not that Maybe the third person I am, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. not too much. I would not get worried about a whole lot. Okay, um, you know, and um, it, it's funny coming up to the events. Um, it, some of the colleagues and some, some of the colleagues in the, the office, they'd be first worried, come up to the events, and yeah. I would be able to sleep. and, and I like. I'll be yeah, yeah, well, but, yeah, then after the events, so I guess, I think the nice for some reason. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: uh, interesting, but like, look at the end of the day. I think as as the leader or the manager of the team, you should, if you're being calm and composed about it, that'll have a massive impact on the rest. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. So, uh, we've a great,
0: great group of people there that work with us. You know, like they're they're really, they're really passionate about the events, and that's it. Like, it's a good environment. Like, there's, there's not one day that's that's the same. Like, you yeah, know, like, doing all kinds of stuff. Like, the last week alone, Jesus. Last weekend, we were over in the, the Yorkshire Dales for the weekend filming the lads. Yeah, and um, the lads just
1: mentioned who the lads are because they got that off. Off. Uh, off yeah. Well, yeah,
0: well, we're gonna we're gonna them next week. But the okay. um, our new uh, quest finders and ambassadors for the event there, the Bramley brothers, Jonathan and Alistair. So, um, yeah, we're over there for the weekend, that was pretty cool, right? And um yeah, that was that was cool. We were, we were sitting chatting and we're doing a kind of an audio thing with them, like this. And mm-hmm. uh, they went up to the room, and you're sitting there, and um, a little a tiny little kind of a coffee table beside where I'm sitting on the couch was like the, the BBC Sports First Nations of the Year award. <laughs> did they win that? Yeah, yeah.
1: What did they was a joint victory win? Yeah, it? I okay, think so, yeah. Okay. And they just sit there like, okay. Right.
0: <laughs> and um, yeah, and you went to their bike shed and it's like 80 grand bikes a bike so it's sitting there. and it's oh, like, yeah, right, right. Here's the custom bike that I had for Olympics and Comic Games and like, just like, whoa. Yeah. major bike park kind of thing like that brilliant <laughs> okay. but like to have yeah. them
1: on board for the UK is going to be massive yeah right. cool and
0: we're going to announce it now we're going to put a teaser up there today okay. uh, on Friday and then next week then we'll, we'll
1: okay. have a video going up. I won't yeah. put this out until after you're, right. no, <laughs> you're <laughs> right. you have to get it out there at yeah. the same time in the early stages of the the company setting up yeah. the first season, that, what were the, the big kind of hurdles uh, to keep a sports team going there or, mm. or challenges that you Faced or, or anything that sticks out in your mind, Jesus, we didn't do a great job of that. You learn mm. from some mistakes, things like that that stick out
0: during the earliest. I suppose it's, it, it's just hard work, like you know, and it's risk. Like you know, I suppose with any business you start off or take, it's about taking a risk mm. and you have to take that risk. And at the time, we were able to take a risk because we were younger, we didn't have any kids, and I wasn't married and all that kind of stuff. So, you have to take a risk and you have to kind of back yourself and go, Right, let's just take this risk and um and, and go for it mm. and back yourself with it. And then it was just hours upon hours upon hours of work. Like, as it, as our events business started getting busier, my time doing events got less. Right. <laughs> and my time exercising got less. And now I actually find myself a very little time to be actually going out on the bike or up the mountains or whatever. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, the busier you get. And you just really have to, you know, with anything, it's just work hard to get you there. Like, if hard work is what, mm. we'll, 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 we'll drive on. And if you work hard and people say to us, you know, like, oh jeez, you're lucky you live in Clarney and you've, you've, you know, everyone's everyone's do race in Clarney and it's like, no, to be honest with you, it's you've got to make your own look, you know, there's no such thing as look, I think, you've got to work hard to, to, um, to make it happen and it's not lucky, nothing happens by accident, you know, yeah, so it's, yeah. uh, it's the hard work of us and the team and everybody involved is is the key, but it is just, it's, it's just putting the grind in. Like, yeah. you know? It's a common
1: learning or tip from all of these episodes that, you know, hard work, Trumps everything else, really. Yeah. You know, if you don't mm-hmm. have it. Anything you learned about yourself in the, you know, the early stages or the last few years that you mightn't have known through the the journey.
0: No, it's it, it's probably uh, the multitasking part of it, and having so many balls in the air and trying to balance, them especially when you have a couple of events. Mm. That's quite hard, and and then it's, it's managing all those relationships that come with each event. Each event has thirty or forty relationships that you have to keep happy, keep sweet, keep talking to you know it might be a farmer in the middle of the Black Valley that needs to be talked to you know and if you don't talk to him the event (coughs) excuse me the event doesn't doesn't get off you know so it's like you have a thousand different tasks for an event Mm -hmm. you might do 999 of them really really well and you do one task badly and the whole thing falls down so that's it's pressure like events are like you know you don't have any excuses you can't go oh, um, actually, we didn't get that done, so, um, yeah, there's no ambulances there today, or whatever. You, yeah, th- yeah. you don't get a chance to make a mistake, and I suppose that's the, the pressure is environment. And, you know, I suppose learning about myself, no, because it's just probably you know, the ability to operate with no sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> coffee you know, come into play there? All <laughs> no, there. I don't drink no? coffee. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it no, um, yeah, does literally, like, you know, the hours put in are huge, like, you know, like yeah, to yeah, events yeah. and stuff like that. People see the event and like, oh, Jesus, are you right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look, you look wrecked or whatever, and it's right. like, um, yeah, and that's what you got to do to get the events over the line okay. and it's with the rest of the team as well. Here, you know.
1: So, just on that, it's a kind of good time to ask a work-life balance question, I suppose. Then it sounds like there's, it's just, you know, it must to be tough. Right. How do yeah. you, how do you actually keep the energy levels up? Yeah. You know, is there a strategy
0: it, you have? Or? Yeah, it's hard at the moment. You, as I said, like we we're in the UK, the weekend just come well, two weekends ago with the with, with the lads and then the weekend just gone by, we were in Wales at Bellas Coy to our event over there. Mm-hmm. We were there for two days. I was in Dublin on Wednesday and um, I was in Cork on Tuesday. So it's just literally go, go, go. I have to be, to be really grateful that my wife is very accommodating. She, right. she, she she backs me in everything I do, so it's brilliant okay. that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so we have two small kids as well, Robin and Ollie. Ollie's four, Robin's two. Okay. Uh, Robin's sick at the moment, she's rash, and she's an antibiotics. Right. is literally, it is hard, so the work-life balance I find is that it's like you know when I drive up to Dublin or Jesus last week we were in Manchester and the traffic in Manchester, my God, he right. was I thought the M50 was bad. This yeah. was this was like I missed a turn off on the slipway to go to the airport and I was two hours trying to get back. Oh, shit. And it is was it like, normal
1: is that regular train traffic. That's, is that? Yeah, that's
0: just kind of stuff. And then you know I'm, I'm five minutes from work here, mm. my wife ten minutes from work, and like, I can pick up drop kids off in the morning. Yeah, pick them up in the evening, stuff like that. and I, I find that a lot of people working in in this in some of the cities would wouldn't have that balance yeah. that I can have but um no in terms of you know spending time with the with the kids because I'm away a lot so I got, I'm away a lot so I can I can't come back on a, on a Friday evening and you know, on a Saturday I go, Oh yeah she and i just gone off on the bike for two hours and yeah, then going up a mountain. Check and, the uh, route and stuff like that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh no I can't do that and it's like I, you know, not that I have to, but you yeah. know, it's spend time with kids and that's that's the most important thing, you know, and if I get yeah. time to go go for a cycle go for a run, I will, you know. Yeah, yeah. I
1: guess the fact that you seem very passionate about what you're doing and you really enjoy it, yeah. Gives you kind of some sort of extra energy to keep doing it mm-hmm. and that might balance things out a little bit as well. It yeah, would be yeah. worse if you were in a you know, behind the desk all day every day that you know, driving you up the walls that some people talk about. Um Yeah, that, exactly. That, you know, it's, it's,
0: it it's, it's the, 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 the the fact that every day is different. Every day you're doing something else. Like even just sitting there and itself today is totally yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. And um yeah, you know, like just yesterday we we had various meetings yesterday about trying to get the, the Bramberly content together. Right. Um then I was up with Helly Hansen on, on was on Wednesday I was up with Helly Hansen and, you know, chatting to them going to the merchandise and then Wednesday as well like we have a new event there the Dublin Port Tunnel yeah
1: you mentioned that in one of yeah. our emails like, yeah. so
0: what, what's that going to be about um, it is a it's on the 26th of March um, okay. it's going to celebrate 10 years of the Dublin Port Tunnel being open so five years I have this. Event. So they're going to close it for the day, is there? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much close the tunnel for the okay. day, and um, yeah, on a Sunday morning, and okay. we just send about five thousand people in around two or three.
1: What's was that? A, a, is it a two kilometers or is it? Uh, it's four point five k one way, four point five k the way, and, oh, well, and we kind on.
0: of add an extra five hundred meters. So it's a ten k. Yeah, yeah, we stretch oh, very it over there to get ten k. So cool. Um, yeah, and last week uh, before I went to oh, uh, the UK, I had the they close the tunnel every whatever every every week or so to do various cleaning and maintenance and stuff on it. So I had to measure the route. So I was the first person ever to cycle on, in the Park Tunnel. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, they health and safety people had a, had a fish. They were like, what? Someone's cycling in the tunnel. What's going on? Yeah, so they yeah, couldn't yeah. handle it. So I had to do all kinds. Of, I had to cycle in my hard boots and my hat. Oh. And hide his vests and lights and everything. And did you get you any pictures of it? I of you? did, yeah. a few, all right. And uh, yes, yeah, so we had to measure. It was a special way of measuring with a Jones counter and stuff, right, range. right, and uh, yeah, so you have to do that and have to do it again now next uh, next tours I think. Okay, so um, just in
1: case a change to order. No, I I actually made a mistake it the first time. Oh, okay, so
0: um, a, made a mistake, I didn't start in the right place, so I had right. to change it and all this kind of stuff. Okay, and um, yeah, so that's kind of stuff, you know, your your uh, yeah, a lot of variety anyway. Yeah yeah, 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 that, that keeps it interesting. Yeah.
1: When you were setting it up, were you were you modelling
0: the the races or on any others or was it the, there is a couple of other big event races in Ireland, and I suppose we kind of model them on them, and because like the, the event concept itself is running, and cycling, and cycling, yeah, road, road road cycling. Um, so yeah, we just kind of we kind of looked at that and see how we can do it better, mm. and uh, kind of utilise the the national resources we have here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's the same when we go to all the different countries that we're looking for the events. Is um yeah, you kind of the event is, it has a structure in terms of running, cycling, mm. but um you kind of match it to the national environment yeah. so we'd you know say Austria last year we went Austria four or five times last year trying to um, trying to get our Austrian event over the line and essentially mm-hmm. you go to a town you get your map you get your bike you put your trail runners on and you sit down and you look at maps and you go yeah let's go for a run up here and let's go for a segment here and <coughs> we yeah uh, we can do the kayak here and the short route can go this way and the long route can go that way and literally
1: just kind of it Comes together,
0: together like that yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. ever thinking is there any other additional legs or event, parts of the event that you've ever told with adding on top of the cycling and um, the kayaking
0: with the is no, it a set standard or, yeah or it, is, it's kind of because it's so it's not like track on where yeah. you know either set distances and mm. set structure and set, form, set formats so it's fairly flexible and we're kind of blazing that trail in terms of we can we, we can make the rules as we go along you know yeah, yeah. Um, with it but within a parameters that um, you know You're not going to throw a javelin
1: throwing in no. <laughs> other, uh, horseback I was looking
0: at, I was looking at a guy he's a Micklow he was this axe drum, you know oh, geez, axe, it's axe it's thrown, so he's literally he trains people to throw big axes against, against targets that's not cool no we're not going to throw that into it yeah. but um no, like what we what we we will do probably plan for maybe next year the year after is uh, Quest Ultra where okay. we'll have one that'll be like twenty four hours long. Right. So um yeah, it'll be a lot tougher than the, the events we have here okay. so like twenty four hour kind of kinda mm-hmm. quest ultra, probably maybe not in Ireland now, but in maybe abroad, you know. Okay.
1: Have you had a mentor or kind of support along the way that you bounced ideas off, you know, would this work, or is there anyone that you would have as an influencer to help you along the way?
0: I suppose Katrina here in the in my business partner here, the two of us be very practical in right. terms of what we do, and Katrina's a good family support unit there as well, and okay. uh, a lot of say ideas or decisions Cause it's it's all about decisions and should we do this and should we do that and should we take this risk and should we take that risk. Mm. Um, the uh, yeah, there just goes our trailer. We just got a trailer delivered to us there okay. for our clients. Sorry, this is going to be totally bit yeah. Um the uh sorry, the, yeah, just the mentors or yeah, like, trying to be fairly practical and we kinda you know, the two of us work really well together, so you know heavily involved in the events as well. So um, yeah, very important. Um my wife as well, Sheila, yeah she's she, she, get that show She's very yeah, yeah. no, she's very practical. Yeah. I I I I'd go to Sheila and I'd say, Yeah, she's thinking of doing this and she's like, No, Ollie, that's ridiculous and then you think about it, she goes, Okay, you're right, yeah, <laughs> So yeah, yeah, so it's kinda uh, Sheila's um what you call it, uh, Sheila's kind of, you know. A rock a sense there. Grounds me there and a lot okay. of the stuff that I'd be thinking of doing, you know. Okay. Um, which is good that way. So she probably has a vested interest in it as well. Like, yeah. Uh,
1: like uh, <laughs> so this year, the Irish event's the same as, as months, the same ones as before. Is it? last yeah, year? Yeah, we've
0: Clarnian in October and March. Right. Um, Actual and Glenlock. Right.
1: Yeah. And and the one in Wales, the one in the UK, the one in England as well. Yeah. we is it Loch Ness, isn't it? Is uh, it yeah, there? we've uh, yeah. Quest
0: Loch Ness, uh, Quest yeah. Benes um, that's on 6 to 8 now that's the first one coming up so we've, uh, that we're really looking forward to that we're there two days ago or there on Monday Tuesday Right. and um, yeah brilliant amazing amazing, amazing route like yeah. it's it's cool. like that I, I was the only person that was over there from our team over the last kind of year we we're developing it and right. I brought the lads over there uh, you know a couple of days ago and was blown away by it. Wow. so it is it is going to be an amazing amazing route really challenging tough cycles right um, yeah sometimes cool kayaking yeah, they really really cool Excellent. and yeah um, yeah, and then we have the uh, quest in the Peak District. Now, that's not 100 confirmed yet. We're still working on that. I okay. uh, um, have to talk to someone from the Sheffield uh, Council today at half 11. So. Okay. <laughs> God, <you> <laughs> well, forward to okay, right. 11. Right, right, right. so so right, right. uh, we'll be finished before then. We'll give ah, you yeah, some time yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but obviously ambitious, wanting to grow. How far out do you look? You know, do you put a two, three, five-year, the whole five-year strategy and all of that good stuff? Yeah. Or do you keep it a bit tighter and be agile is a buzzword that we yeah. would use a lot now but
0: I suppose yeah, I suppose with us we have to be any organisation has to be flexible you know in terms of we work with some government organisations some bigger organisations and I compare them to a big, big massive uh, say ferry or a big oil tanker boat you know, if they want to turn and make a decision, you know, or do something that takes ages, you know, they have to turn around whereas we're in a little thingy and we can go, right, let's turn around, let's do this and go bang mm-hmm. and make decisions ourselves. Yeah. And that, that that's really important. But you know, say for this year, you know, we're developing we've developed international events maybe eighteen months in advance. Right. For them to get uh to get actually um yeah, you know, to get to get them over the line, you know, things okay. that long to, right, to right, work on right. them. Um, so we work on this a long time like We've had some disappointments in the past, like we were meant to have Austria this year, and that, <clears throat> that kind of fell through so, um, in one particular location, so we're hoping to have that next year. Okay. Um, and as I said, we spent, last year before that, we were in the Middle East for a couple of weeks trying to get to the forward line there, and mm. the, uh, the oil prices kind of screwed us over there, right. um, in terms of the, 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 the government support we had there. And um, we were in the States last summer as well, and we are hopefully have one next year in Maine. It's just north okay. of Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it to River. Lot, like and, a, um, so. Yeah, yeah, so we're hoping to have that next October, November. Right. And so it's over like... Of, of next? Of next year yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we've worked on that already. We've roots and stuff, done that, done. Okay. So yeah, yeah, you got to plan, you got to look forward. Um. But at the same time, if something comes up, like the Tunnel Run came up to us. Brilliant. You know, I mean two months to get that over the line. It's like, yeah, listen, we have a team. I said, we have a great team inside that you know that can turn around these events no problem you know? yeah i guess you probably have
1: almost like kind of a set of criteria that you can reuse yeah every time to to spin those yeah. of things up quickly yeah. if it comes around yeah you know
0: with the quest uh venture series now you know like we're after investing heavily now in like we've, we have a hundred clients bought um, and okay. a lot of new branding and um, we've got gotten bike racking so the idea is that we can leave here from 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 the couchette and carry and um, and uh, go anywhere in Europe really with our trailer and our truck okay. and actually set up and deliver an event anywhere in um set up and deliver an event anywhere in uh, in, in Europe really. Okay. You know? Excellent. And um and, and that's the general plan. So yeah, no, in terms of strategy, yeah, you got to have a strategy, we've a three year and a five year plan in terms of what we're doing, in terms of from the overall strategic management level. Um yeah, we've a three year and a five year plan and We've other events as well, like we've a new event in Cork City this oh, really? August. Yeah, no, we haven't. It's not one hundred percent agreed okay. yet. It's a it's, cool. it's a cycling event. Right. Um, it's a cycling event in the city. Um, right. so uh, it's we organised the Ring of cycle right. in Khmer and it's hugely successful. Yeah, that sells out in like twenty four hours. Four thousand people and um, straight away enter that. So there's a huge appetite for it. So we said, right, look at it's approach Cork, so we're with a charity partner in Cork, and we're okay. um, we're hopefully going we'll to be able to announce that maybe at the end of the month. Okay. So there's a yeah, there's a lot
1: of Something stuff to like look that. forward to there. Yeah, so exactly. I was last year. I won't you know, mention any specifics, but there was a touted a Cork event last yes, year yes, that didn't yes, happen. Yes. That I was really looking forward to because it sounded pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, is it more difficult? I suppose around a city or, oh, yeah, or yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when we were in Cork i was in Cork this week, Tuesday or something. I don't know. I that. It was Tuesday. So was it? it? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was in Cork. And, like, you know, we meet all the stakeholders. So you have to... We have one route planned in the city. And it's like, no, all the buses in the city won't be able to operate. So, yeah, you can't use that route. And, um, yeah, that's a main road. You can't use that. You can't close that. And there you go. So there's, in the city, there's a lot more, uh, I suppose, you know, stakeholders yeah. people around. But at the same time, we, when we organise our events up the mountains, still, you know, we have to... Um, be there is a lot of people affected as well but we have going to even a bigger responsibility with regards to, uh, to the environmental sustainability of the mountains and stuff that we yeah, have yeah. here that we have to ensure that you know that uh, we leave it as we found it and leave no trace mm. and that we we're hoping that the trails that we we're running bringing thousands of people on thousands of people uh, bringing thousands of people through that in 10-15 years time we could start doing an traces that are still there you know yeah, yeah, yeah <clears> of
1: course <throat> just struck me actually when you mentioned about you know the talking with the councils the Mm. amount of planning that's needed like planning being a core fundamental project management skill you know Mm. it just Mm. kind of comes out that Mm. subconsciously sometimes you might realize that that stands to you a little bit but um yeah huge risk management planning and all of that good stuff so yeah very interesting i've asked this question to most guests about habits good habits and bad habits and he Thing that jump into mind when you uh, think of your, your own habits any good ones or, or bad ones that you'd like to potentially stop
0: um, Jesus uh, it's like an interview question it is a what, what a are your strengths and your weaknesses? <laughs> 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 this um, question has helped
1: other people so far it, it, Yeah, yeah, good idea, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, habits I suppose I think I work too much um, right yeah I don't like to get enough time off um, and I kind of find it hard to switch off but when you're running your own business and um, everything's kind of reliant on results and mm. So with that you kind of got to give it hundred and ten percent. So yep. maybe kind of bad habits are work too much. Um, good habits then. Um, you work too much. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no. uh, good habits. Um, yeah, I suppose the um, I like just get some me time as well. It's important, you know. And mm. when you live in Kerry, it's opportunities for that. Like you know, you don't have to go too far, and uh, you can get up on a mountain and you can you can you can really just kick it all back or you can go for a surf or whatever and you can just yeah
1: okay would you when we when, when people talk about exercising it and kind if of i like try to talk about meditation or mindfulness mm. and kind of into that and mm. it's interesting to see more and more people with more practices around that would you do anything like formally like that or would you kind of tie that into your exercises? um yeah well
0: it, it was i said for oh god from about 2009 2010 11 2010 11 I had really, really bad back problems. Okay. And um, I turn into discs and she leaves my socks on in the morning and I was crippled. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so coming from that, um, I practice our practice in Qigong. Okay. So it's kind of uh, Chinese meditation whereas um it's all the energy flows and stuff like that. Right. so I try to do that as, as much as I can, kind of once a day, just uh, okay. literally 10 minutes and it just clears the head and, and gets, the energy, gets the energy flowing and through okay. the body and gets it is And it is better. it
1: pure breathing or what's yeah, it it's just like?
0: relaxation. It? It's literally... You're, what you're trying to do is to get the energy flowing, you get your body relaxed and get the energy flowing to your body and once the energy flows through your body, then any of the blockages that are there, which are the, whether it be mental or physical blockages that the energy will, will, will actually clear that out, okay. you know. So in terms of, yeah, in terms of that, I try to do, or as my wife calls it, uh, Chinese hocus pocus. <laughs> <laughs> Chi Kong, is that what it's called? Yeah, Chi Kong, yeah, yeah, there's a yeah. lady in, in Kilgarth that, that kind of trains and she okay. goes to her. It's, uh, yeah, I found it really helpful, especially when my back is bad and, as I talked about before, I went to some of the people to try to fix my back. Yeah. And um, in the end, I kind of said, listen, I'm going to have to do something myself here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the things I looked at was that cheekbone and just that, that energy. So, yeah, maybe that just clears the mind and clears all the stress and the pressures, you know.
1: When you said that, and a lot of the things you've kind of pointed to is look to solve the problems yourself in, yeah. in ways. So you'd be quite self-reliant. Hmm. Do you have a decision making kind of process in, in the organisation or the company how do you kind of come to make decisions I know you have the business partners as well is it very 50-50 or do you, how do you um,
0: work we kind of say literally in the office ourselves try to empower the, 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 our colleagues the people that work there to make decisions themselves okay. because that's what you want what you want eventually and you're hoping that they'll make the right decisions but we'd eventually we can make 50 decisions a day with regards to what color t-shirt we have? Um, yeah. Will we put the date on this low t-shirt, or will we not, or whatever it so, is. Most of those decisions are, and even big and small decisions, I find that you're making on a daily basis are just good. You know what feels right, right. what feels wrong. You know, um, there. But any of the bigger decisions that we have, we've kind of board directors here and a kind of advisory group that um, we would, uh, you know, um, look for advice and support on that. But most of the time. <clears throat> Someone asks you a question or make a decision on something. I'd find if you can't make a decision in five minutes, then or five seconds, then it's probably the wrong decision. Like you know, if you have to okay. think about it, it's literally your gut. If it feels right or it doesn't feel right. You know?
1: Does anyone decision stand out as the kind of hardest
0: one you had to make maybe over the
1: last few years in the
0: company? Um, I suppose we take a big step and a big risk in turning this from a hobby into a business. Mm. Um, you know, and, and that was hard. You know, that was mm. that was the biggest decision, and it's a good decision we made like, in terms of. Yeah. Yeah. For a small business, um, even hiring people, even hiring one person is hard, Yeah, you know, because you're relying on those ways, and we've five people working for us now, and that's, you know, five ways mm-hmm. to right the end of the yeah. week, and it's, it's like any other business that's hard, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, when we took the step, it allowed us to do more, uh, add more events and stuff like that, so yeah, that was a good big, big one that stands out, yeah. cool. <clears throat> do you have
1: any fears, sound like a fearless type of guy, <laughs> so
0: anything <laughs> that stands out in
1: yeah. you? so like, God, oh, that, that is daunting, or is there anything that... My fear is that I look back and
0: regret is a big fear. Okay. You know, regret and sit go, right, if you look back in 10 years' time and say, I it, I should have done that. Mm. Or, okay, why didn't we just do that? You know, yeah, and uh, you know, and I think that's that, that would be my biggest fear is having regrets. And in 10 years' time when we're sitting back, and uh, not sitting back, you know, that, uh, yeah, there's no regrets. And does
1: that come into your decision-making process yeah. in that f- fleeting five seconds? Yeah. yeah Will I regret it? Yeah. Yeah, so let's do it, sort yeah, of thing. You know, like, or
0: yeah. the fear of loss, I suppose, it's the fear of loss with regards to opportunity in terms of, gee, someone else could do that. No, this we'll do that first, or we'll drive that on. And, you know, and literally, yeah, it's just the fear of regret is a big thing. Cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um,
1: I like to ask this question. It gets lots of different answers. You kind of touched on it already. Sleep patterns. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's not existent. So yeah. I've talked to people so far that. I talked to a coach, who an executive coach who's done a lot of research in sleep and he's yeah. like, you have to have your eight hours, seven. Yeah, yeah. I asked, "Do if I had ten to ma- tonight, does that mean I can do six tomorrow night? And he's <laughs> like, no. But uh, yeah. for you, at the, the the lower end of the spectrum, is it you can run on
0: low amounts? Yeah. I can run on amounts. Um, yeah, he was telling me before, I was listening to something and I was like, Maggie Thatcher used to operate in four hour sleep
1: Obama supposedly they yeah, talk about yeah. all the presidents and leaders that yeah. that only go but on they that they like... a
0: pretty busy schedule dinner, last night right? <laughs> so go home from work pick the kids up at uh, about half four or five made the dinner she had them come home uh, put the kids to bed about eight nine o'clock worked till about nine till about twelve so tied up to few bits of pieces so, it was so busy so on the laptop and that. Uh, went to sleep at twelve Rob then woke up at half one feeling oh. sick she was up to about four, right? So we're up with her to level four in between her, trying to looking for a bottle and all that kind of stuff. Then uh, she went back to sleep at half four, got up down at six, do a lad, and mm-hmm. then, yeah. So if you look at that last night, that was two hours and two hours. Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> so that, that's, that, that's not always typical, when the weekly lean up to an event, and we're very busy, and like you, you'd love to think that you'd be, you know, you're able to delegate and you're able to um, plan and everything worked out. But, like, you know, leading up to events are hard and, and the kids are great. But, like, yeah, your sleep is just... You get accustomed to it, like, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> inbox zero. Does that... What does that strike in your mind when you hear it? Like, I've, I've seen... Some people, like, would only sleep at night if they have a zero inbox and others I see have 10,000 emails in it. What what does that evoke in either I would be on you? the...
0: The inbox zero strategy. Oh you would unbelievable, yeah. yeah. And my business called china probably takes it to another level. Right. Um, but uh, no, I wouldn't be able to, my wife she opens it I I pick up her phone and you see the little um you see the little uh Are I have kind of kind of the mail the p- bottom and it's like four telephone. How name God did you survive? I know, I it? couldn't I couldn't handle it. I literally yeah. um it's it's to I suppose at the end of every day, you know, just knowing what you're doing tomorrow. And this week, and planning is very important. So that, that 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 makes me sleep at night. Is that we have a big event coming up, loads of things to do, but literally, if your inbox is clear, or you've most stuff done and, and answer to, it and you've a clear plan for the next day that you have to miss this, this, and this, and if you get this, then I can go to bed, close my eyes, and go to sleep. Yeah. You know, um, it's a project
1: important. manager again, again in there. I think <laughs> like it's the control thing. It's just it's yeah. it's a it's a polarizing question. I think. So yeah, yeah. I am obviously on the well, the same side of the zero. Yeah. I'm just Freaks me out seeing people's inbox with ten thousand mails in there. and yeah, It yeah, happens, yeah. God. Yeah. Physically, it makes me sick almost. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. OCD kind of kicking in. Yeah, there. it's probably yeah, there's yeah, OCD definitely in there
1: as well. Yeah. True. I mean, we talked about a lot of stuff coming out. Just what would you, if you were to say, what are your kind of core values or your belief system? By any any kind of keywords that you would say that it
0: was just being fair to everybody. You know, being fair and reasonable to everybody you work with. Um, you know, and in the business, itself, and If you're fair and reasonable to everybody, then your reputation will proceed Like if you were, you know, not paying your bills and you were treating people badly and uh, all that kind of stuff, you wouldn't last long in business. It's a small, small world. In, even in the locality here, but even in the Irish sports business um, community, it's a small, small little village, mm. and you know, you would get found out very, very quickly. Um, and that, that's what it's about it's about being fair and uh, reasonable to everybody mm. that would be our core kind of uh, uh, you know advice that we okay. give, you know?
1: advice what's the best
0: piece of advice you've ever been given or? oh god um, on the spot on the spot my, um, my wife's came up to me because I I, I I recently started following Gary V on um, on a uh, on, uh, on Facebook and his videos every of every Instagram days. guy is it? Uh no Gary Werner, he's in Ferner Media. Okay, um, I don't think am pronouncing that right, but uh, yeah, he's cool, he's like little snippets of really good advice and stuff like that. Okay. But um yeah, really good advice I'd say was probably um for parents and it was like don't be worried about everyone else has. Just be happy with what you got yourself. And if you're happy with yourself and what you have, then whatever you want to come
1: like, you know? Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Cool. Nice one. Couple of final questions, just more on the fun side. Favourite movie?
0: Not yeah, a movie, but for more of a Netflix man. Okay. Um Go for what would be Netflix. on Netflix I'm watching Walking Dead below, Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a couple
1: of When I interviewed Pat Rogers, which yeah. will be coming up, we, we talked about this and he showed me the Netflix documentary, the Berkeley Berkeley Marathons. Watch oh, it, brilliant, Jesus. absolutely brilliant. But yeah. I even that, that. would have been. Yeah, I watched that yeah. over Christmas. Brilliant. Oh, oh brilliant. I was brilliant. watching half of it over there last week. It's just bonkers, but it's, it's crazy, so so yeah. cool. But it just gets into the mindset of yeah, yeah, that, the, the guy that does it. But then, yeah. like, whatever, ten finishers over the last twenty years. You're you're not thinking of doing anything to that level next. to give you any inspiration? No no no, 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 no. It's um, no. I think
0: that's a once-off. The Berkeley Marathons. It's the, the funniest line in it was. Um, at the end of it they were like uh, you know they asked him you know how how did you come up to name Berkeley martins and it goes on a little journey then they visit this guy wherever he is and it's a he said hi this is johnny and he's like, uh, yeah, Johnny, second name's Berkeley. We, we need him Martin after <laughs> you. Uh, why? Oh, just
1: because he's, I know him, he's so out there. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. I must watch the rest of that. Like. Look, we're up to 46 minutes unconscious. you have to get ready for okay, a meeting. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm
0: get, no, i going to call there uh, in court, is
1: <laughs> um, Just to maybe wrap up, just again, how can people get in touch? On, on your website just to get more information about the the events if the, if they're hearing about it for the first time yeah
0: listen we'd encourage anybody to do any of our events and anybody's capable of doing them all there's levels there whether you want to do a 10k race uh, in the Clary National Park or you want to do one of the, the shorter routes in the event race it's something that anybody can do and is attainable for anybody but it's a real real adventure and I'm saying it's going to be easy yeah. Um, but it's hard. So, um, yeah, questventureseries.com is where um, you find all the details on our adventures. But listen, look us up on social media, um, you know, on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Um, we really go blog there as well, and YouTube channel if you look through those. And uh, they give you an insight exactly of the, of the ins and outs of the bits and pieces um, of what we do and stuff like that, you know.
1: Yeah, and I guess just to end it. I got in touch with you through a friend of yours that works oh, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Anto. A good man, Anto. Uh, I took part in the race last October, and after crashing my bike, went down 5k on one wheel, For and Anto sorted me out with, with the bike. So I definitely want to give Anto another call. Oh, no, better okay? man
0: Anto, he's a good, good, good guy. You know? <laughs> You're going to
1: make him famous through, through that one uh, incident, yeah. Like, but no, that that's great, and again look Odie thanks a million for your, for your time right. uh, so generous with that I know things are flat out but uh, oh, from a nice. personal interest perspective it, it's been great as well it's really interesting cool. to hear cool. about this and maybe as I said some of them in a year or two years time come back again see yeah, where yeah, things definitely. have grown we we'll see what yeah, that five year yeah. plan is stepping out yeah, maybe yeah. we could do one in the Middle East in a few years from the oh, oil yeah, prices yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. we could do it on back tour on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect yeah, yeah. Great. Thanks a million Ali. No, Appreciate well, it. Thank
0: you. Um really enjoyed it. Good chat. And yeah, uh make sure everyone subscribes to yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Good man. Thanks for the plug, James. <laughs> 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 <well, laughs> All right, thank
1: you. Hey, folks. So if you're at this point, it means you got to the end of one of my episodes. Thank you for listening. It's uh, it's great that you took the time to do so, and I hope you got something out of it. So I'm just going to wrap it up with a shout out for feedback. As you know, the show is pretty new and it's just growing, evolving. And your feedback is really important to me as I try and improve the show, make it one percent better. So please Get in touch with feedback, with questions that you may like me to put to guests in the future. Do you have a guest in mind that would be uh, really interesting to have on the show? Please let me know. Are there things that I could improve on? Are there things that are working? And are there things that are not working? Even more so important. I'd love to hear about it. I'm very open to feedback. So do please take a couple of minutes to get in touch. How can you do this? You can email me rob at robofthegreen.ie. The comments section on the website, go there. That's www.robofthegreen.ie and there's a feedback page. I'm on Twitter. The handle is at robofthegreen. I'm on Instagram, robofthegreen. Facebook, there's a page called robofthegreen. And if you're in Cork and see me out and about, please feel free to give me feedback verbally, ideally positive or constructive. If it's of a violent or negative nature either mental or physical please refrain from from that i don't think that would uh, would be good but um all the other stuff I'm, I'm very open to and the show is on itunes and stitcher so it'd be great if you subscribe there so you'll constantly get updated episodes when i roll them out so look that's it thanks again for listening i hope you have a great day and implement some of the learnings in your everyday lives thanks so much bye